Welcome to the floor of your closet. Yes, it's very, it's not very comfy, but <laughs> it'll have to do, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm very comfy. I think there's just an issue with your bones. Look, I am trying to stretch every day. I, I've have been you, trying. How, how have you gotten with your being able to sit crisscross applesauce? Because I see you uh, trying here. Nowhere at all. doesn't seem... Well, I'm just going to lay out now because it's pointless. I'm just going to lay out. You're going to lay down? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. Well, today we are going to be talking about black theater. Black theater. Black theater. We'll be talking a little bit about, um, you know, some black theater history. Um, but we're also going to be talking about our experience thus far as black artists, mm -hmm. which I guess will continue. Our whole lives will always be black and artists. So, how is your experience so far? How do you feel in the in the realm of theater, being a black artist, and do you feel welcomed or safe, or what's up? Um, well, I've been performing for like a long time. Um, and initially when I was a kid and I performed, I, I, I thought theater was like a safe space and I, um, my experiences in my school were very, um, just welcoming and it, it felt like a community, but as I'm, I've gotten older, I started to realize that, I mean, I was getting pigeonholed into certain roles or... I was being just looked past mm -hmm. for certain roles, passed over because I maybe didn't fit the role because of my, I'm not just going to say skin color, but maybe but, it yeah, was. Skin <laughs> yeah, skin color. <laughs> and um, I mean, it's, it's definitely disheartening mm -hmm. um, just because, you know, sometimes you are the most talented person in the room or not even the most talented person, but more talented than who was chosen for a certain role. Yeah. You when know? you know that you're right for the role, but right. the director just can't seem to yeah. allow you. <laughs> right. So, I mean, it, it's definitely, I mean, it sucks. It's yeah. terrible. I know that I grew up happen. with the impression that I wasn't allowed in certain roles mm -hmm. because they were written for white people. Right. So, so you would just discredit yourself. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I would, I would automatically. automatically just disqualify myself just because that was what I all I knew growing mm -hmm. up. And I also knew that, like, because I'm light-skinned, I was like, oh, well, because maybe I can be ambiguous, people will, mm -hmm. you know, let it pass if, you know, from far, they it'll, it won't be a problem, which is horrible. Which is horrible to even think. Yeah. So it's interesting that you say it started as a safe space for me for you and you mm -hmm. sort of realized as you were older the sort of darkness that came along with it because mm -hmm. I would definitely agree I growing up felt theater was a safe space for me there was definitely opportunities that I wouldn't allow myself to go after because I didn't think that I was allowed to have those sure sure but the same way that theater and arts in general has always been a safe space for the black community as a way of coping and just mm -hmm. you know expressing emotion and feeling and community 
also started as minstrel shows. Yeah. Yeah. It has a dark past. Yeah. It has a huge dark... It has a dark present. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it does. It's got a bright future. <laughs> <laughs> well, we could say that. I'm I mean, like, hopefully, like... we're I mean, we're pushing for it. Yeah. And I mean, um, in like our, our first episode, we mentioned it. Um, you know what I'm talking about. We see White American Theater? Yes. I mean, that is a building block for our future. It absolutely is. It absolutely is. I'm excited to experience and be a part of and read, maybe create, black theater in the future that is not about trauma mm-hmm. or struggle, but just like, you know, a nice happy play about a nice happy <laughs> family. <laughs> family breakfast. Family breakfast. Family dinners. Something simple, you know. Something, you know. Realistic. Yeah, realistic and heartfelt. Right. Blackish musical. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you mentioned before about growing up in theater. Is there anything different now um, with the awareness you have and the knowledge that you have as an adult uh, when you go out into the world or just auditioning or submitting for anything that you keep in mind? that is different from the way that you, you know, would view approaching an audition or approaching roles sure. when you're younger? Um, I definitely look at my song choices a lot mm-hmm. more. Um, when I was a kid, it was it was really whatever I wanted to sing, whatever I liked to sing. Mm-hmm. Now it's, it's more of what parts I can fit into. And, um, I mean, that's... And that's for everyone. Everyone does that. Uh-huh. But I know specifically, because this has happened on multiple occasions, people ask me, do I have a soulful song in my book? Like, that is <laughs> always, that's always, or something with riffs, or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I hate that. I absolutely hate that. Like, yeah. why, since I'm a black artist, I have to be able to sing better than everyone in the room? Like that, <laughs> yeah. It's it's already starting, you know. Yeah. Always looking for that token, because people love to be like, "Look at this diverse show," mm-hmm. and it's like, "Look how we've pulled one of each, <laughs> right. one of each, each color, right. and we each have them do their thing." Right, their thing. <laughs> I feel like artists like Norm Lewis and Audra McDonald even though they are amazing singers, they are set aside because they have their own voice. Mm-hmm. You know? And, That's unique to them. Right, exactly. And they're not trying to be anyone else. Yeah. And they're classical singers. Mm-hmm. They're they're not these... <laughs> they're not, like, in the choir or, or like, R&B. Or they, they sing classical music. So... When I look for role models and I and I see them like doing big things, mm-hmm. they're more widely respected as artists. You know, no one's gonna hand them a piece and be like, "Can you, right. Norm? Could you riff a little bit?" Right. Please? Like nobody's. You know exactly what you're getting. Mm-hmm. 
that being said, they are just amazing singers. Yeah, they are so. amazing. But you know, they've <laughs> they've they've done that. They've created this career that represents them how they want to be seen. They've set mm-hmm. themselves they set themselves apart. I mean, Audra was saying something when she when she came to Mason. She had her master class. She was mm-hmm. saying that you have to find your own voice. You can't you can't portray someone else. Yeah. Because it's not authentic to you, mm-hmm. and ultimately, it's not going to be as good. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to go into a room and then be whatever they ask you to be. Right. Like, whatever they think that you should be. Think that they want. Yeah. Without actually seeing what you can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you? I mean, I definitely pay a lot of attention to my hair mm-hmm. in auditions um, because I'm always worried that I'm going to look you know, wildly different from my headshot. I change my hair a lot. My headshot is one way. And people, I mean, I go to, I work with people who think that I'm a completely different person anytime I get my hair braided, <laughs> so <laughs> you never know. Um, That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> That's insane. Oh, I know. I know. If you ask uh, Jeff at David's Bridal, he'll tell you there's six different Laurens who <laughs> work there. One's got braids, one's got curly hair. They're all the same height, though. They're all the same height. And all the same skin and color. And they're all the same skin tone, you know. Have you seen all the theaters in the area? I mean, just theaters around the United States are committing themselves to being more inclusive. Do you think they're going far enough in their methods? I know a lot have... I think when we see White American Theater, when that movement like was just sort of coming about earlier this year, we definitely saw a lot of statements being released mm-hmm. by a lot of theaters being like, oh, we're with you, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I mean, we know during the Black Lives Matter protests over the summer, a lot of the theaters in D.C., open their doors to protesters in support and trying to, you know, get the community involved in using theater as a safe space as right. usually, of course, it tries to be. Tries to be. But I do definitely question the sincerity of it. I mean, mm-hmm. you've definitely gotten some, hey, we're trying to be, like, pro-black, so, Barbie, <laughs> do you want to come be a part of our... Yeah. <laughs> gotten a lot of those. Gotten a lot of those. <laughs> But, you know, at on the same token, at least they're trying. Yeah. You know, it's it's hard to say what's authentic and what's not. Yeah. I do think that um, when people are reaching out, at least making an effort to try to be <laughs> inclusive and, and think about the, the, the black performers out there, I try to look at it with an open mind. Stop touching all of the fabric in the Well, closet. I'm sorry we're in a closet yeah, and all my clothes are hanging Yeah, but don't play out. with all of the clothes because it's going to pick you just like... I know. Okay. <laughs> but no, yeah, I definitely agree. It's It's hard to judge whether or not it's authentic because it's, again, you're putting yourself at risk of being just used. Yeah. And so often black artists are just used for either, you know, they're that token or, mm-hmm. oh, well, now we're trying to, you know, show, like, we're trying to 
portray our company in a different light or we're trying to, you know, give back to the community, blah, blah, blah. But it's, are you doing that? Essentially because you just want showcasing to do that. Yeah. the artist. Mm-hmm. Being like, oh, look who we, look at this company, we're progressive. I did um, a show over the summer and we did have a portion after rehearsal where they invited all of the BIPOC participants of the show, like actors and also designers and just people involved Mm -hmm. to sort of come forward and and say if you're uncomfortable with anything or anything feels racist now is the time to tell us Mm -hmm. um which i was like okay this is a little bit of an uncomfortable situation like thank you for opening the floor Mm -hmm. but i don't necessarily i'm not necessarily open to share now Right, because you're put on the spot. Yeah, when you're put on the spot, and it's and I it's I don't need to do that work for you. Right. You know, I don't need to. Yeah, why can't you tell if something? Yeah, if I'm uncomfortable <laughs> and if I'm like this is not, this is not a safe space for me. Right. Then that's I'm allowed to, you know, take my space away from it and mm-hmm. process that trauma on my own. Sure. I don't then need to relate to you how you've made me. Right, how uncomfortable right. and how you've made me unwelcome and unsafe in this space. That's not we. There's Google. There's Google. You know, appreciated that there was a portion of the rehearsal dedicated to having those conversations and being open. And if mm-hmm. anybody had questions, sure. Mm-hmm. But I, it also, I just didn't feel like. Well, you just. Didn't... I didn't feel responsible for answering. Or for speaking for everyone, you know? When there's two black people in the room mm-hmm. and they're like, do you think that this is okay? <laughs> I appreciated that, um, yeah, like I said, I appreciated that we had that time in rehearsal to discuss it. He wasn't really opening up to everyone then. Yeah, I guess Because right. you would make it an open-ended question to every member of the uh-huh. cast. Does everybody feel safe? Does everybody feel... right? Supported with the text. It's just the way you phrase things, you know? Mm-hmm. And it, it definitely matters if you're talking to a specific group or the whole group. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, that changes the context. Yeah. And context matters. Yes. In that case, I feel like... Me feel like... <laughs> it was just unnecessary to talk about. And I feel like... I don't think that it was unnecessary. I mean, no, I mean, it. the thing is... Well, I guess, I mean, I understand what this theater was trying to do. And it's just, like you were saying, how do we feel about sincerity? Sure. And it felt sincere. It just felt like they were going about it the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely felt like these people were here to support us. They were really trying to make it a safe space for everybody. Um, but it definitely was, like, in light of We See You, White American Theater, mm-hmm. we've decided to implement X, Y, Z. Which, right. of course, yes. Obviously, respond to that. Definitely. And I, everybody, I a lot of theaters have done it, and I think it's great, and it's exactly what, you know, we set out to do with with publishing that. Mm-hmm. 
that is is the point um it's just important when you're going to open the floor to those conversations to make sure that everyone is comfortable to do so you know not everybody in i've definitely been in productions where i don't feel comfortable with everybody in the room there's just certain conversations that you don't you know need to be debated with yeah especially if you're like i've been in situations where i'm one of two black characters and we're debating the n-word that's all the time (laughs) and the one white man is trying to tell me why we should keep it in right like you don't have a say yeah I don't need your input. It's like, well, if you're going to discredit what... <laughs> what I'm saying. What the two black people yeah. in this show Why are Why even saying, bring it up? Yeah, then if... Yeah. If you've decided that what I say doesn't actually matter. Mm-hmm. But since you, you know, made the effort to open it up to discussion. <laughs> great. Good great. for you. Good for you. <laughs> Throughout theater history, theater has changed a lot. For black people and by black artists and playwrights as well. Hopefully in the future we'll... I think it's getting better and better. Theater is getting better and better. The world is getting better and better. Yeah. Um, I'm excited to it can see only, less trauma on stage. It can only go up from here. It really can. I... Ooh! <laughs> the bar's on the floor. And I mean, it's been going up from minstrel shows... To now. To now. So now that's a, a guy big change. Book. Now right. there's a guide Exactly. <laughs> um, we have created our own list, our own playlist uh, of some black plays for our education, but also for our audience. So if you want to read up, read up. We've included a few older plays and a few... What, contemporary? Contemporary. Thank wow. you. I know. You're a theater I know. I haven't <laughs> been in school. I'm not a theater major. I have a degree. They gave that to me. You're it's right. okay. I didn't go to school for those last couple months. That, that, that doesn't make it. <laughs> Whatever. Anyways. <laughs> Online degrees are different. Whatever. They are. Um, so we have included a few older plays and some contemporary ones as well Mm -hmm. to try to diversify this list a little bit. So, Garvey. Starting off with Slave Play, which is also on the other playlist. Yes, on our Queer Theater playlist, created by Kayla and Marcus. Yes, Slave Play. Written by Jeremy O'Harris. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, this has just been on Broadway. And also, I, I've i never read it. So I'm really excited to... Yeah, I, I am really excited right to read it. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be a great one. It's going to be pretty crazy. Uh, if you want to talk about censorship, Garby, that is it's... not a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I don't think you have to worry about okay. that. Um, And next on the list, we have Ma Rainey's Black Bottom by August Wilson. Read it. Or watch it. But also... Just follow along. Yeah. That's what I'm going to... We actually watched it already. Yeah, we watched it. Um, So excited to read it. But also, yeah, you just should watch it because one Chadwick is in it. And And R.I.P. R.I.P. 
And also, um, Viola is... She's great. Yes, she's so good in it. She, the way she drank that Coke, it made me just want to die right there. Yeah, big time. Next up. Detroit 67 by Dominique Morisot. I love her so much. So, so much. I am very excited to read Detroit 67. I haven't read it yet. Which yeah, is actually kind of crazy. I think I'm just going to read all her shows. Just because the two that I've read so far mm-hmm. have been amazing. Yeah. And just really great pieces. She's so, ah, uh, she's so smart. She's, ooh, this is, she, this is the kind of theater that I am excited about mm-hmm. when I think about the future of black theater. Because these are just stories, real stories and like real people and not some you know, heightened version of what white people think black struggle is. It's right. just, here's a glimpse into, you know, life. Mm-hmm. Just modern life. Well, I mean, Pipeline is about, you know, the pipeline to jail. Yeah, the school to prison mm-hmm. pipeline. So, I mean, she does have aspects of um, just the struggle. Yeah, but, you know. But we do get to get the the real you can't i mean it's still america it's still you yeah. know i mean it's 2021 which is ridiculous but like it's yeah. not like it's easy being black in america in 2021 no it's not next up <laughs> could you imagine what it could you imagine like 50 years or like 200 years down the line when they're like isn't racism. Do you think that'll happen? Do you think, like, it'll last? What, racism? Yeah. No. Because, I mean, the more we mix, and there will be a time where we're just all... When the world is caramel. Yeah. Maybe different shades of caramel, but everyone's gonna be caramel. But that's when, like, the social ladder is gonna matter a lot more. Oh, yeah. All right. Number four on our list is Appearances by Garland Anderson. And Garland Anderson is the first black published playwright. Yeah, baby. Yeah, he set it off. He set it off. It went from minstrel shows to Anderson, which is crazy. Not directly. Not directly to Anderson, but. Appearances was the first published and produced black play written by a black player i don't know if it was a black. i mean it's black he's black it's black yes it's black and it was in 1925 which is crazy yeah crazy my great aunt was born in 1914 she still kicking so she was like 11 wow yeah but she grew up in the caribbean so there wasn't really that many white people around to bother her there she was, was she was living fine yeah there was some. They all have been. Frenchtown. Oh yeah, Frenchtown. Frenchtown. We went there. Yeah. No, we didn't. Yeah, we grew up there. <laughs> no. Okay. Maybe <laughs> What's Fairview? Fairview is written by Jackie Sibley's Drury, um, and it is play oh, number five. Yes. Published in 2018. Probably be stealing those monologues. Yes, 
that is another reason why this is such a great project because we need monologues. We need to be reading. Yeah, and we need to be reading too. Yeah. <laughs> but monologues are super important too. Mm-hmm. I want to see some funny black women. Let's close it out. Let's close it out. All right, Barbie. Let's uh, sing a little tune. Why are we stopping? Did you actually want to sing? Do, 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 do. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. That's, okay. That is so embarrassing. Shh, Garvey. Focus in, okay? Thank you for tuning in to Fun Theater Cold, the podcast. This was episode number... I don't know. That's like six. Is it? I think so. I think it might be five. Maybe it's five. It's five. It's five. Thank you for tuning in to episode five. Thank you for tuning in to the pod. <laughs> I think that was great. That was terrible. Um, I thought, I thought it was, you know. It wasn't, actually, it wasn't too bad. I thought it was good. We can only go up from here. <laughs> we can only go up from here. Thank you for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in. Good job, Garvey. Thanks for being black. You too, Lauren. Thanks. Black power. Black power. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for listening. Goodbye. And make sure you're keeping up with the fun. Follow us on Instagram at fun.theater and visit our website, www.funtheatercollective.com.